With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to Watch Tired. My name is Ryan Snelling. I'm getting situated. I'm excited to be here today. Tonight. It is 7.06 p.m. On Wednesday, it's been a hell of a long day. I came right in from work and turned on these LEDs. LEDs? RGBs? LEDs. I turned on these lights and sat immediately down to record and talk to you guys. And I realized, I don't... Did you hear that? Oh my god, that was scary. My bedroom door just like shook. I don't know if the heater just came on. Let me go get this blanket. I'll be right back. Okay, anyway... That's a little bit better. Um, I sat immediately down to record and speak with you all after a long day at work, almost 12 hours. But I'm with you now, and it's all good. I also owe you a, a, a deep apology. I sat down to record last night about this time. You know, I was going to talk about the Oscar nominations, talk about The Last of Us. I'm still going to do that today, but when I sat down to record yesterday, you, you know, like... You know when you get tired kind of too early in the evening to take a nap? So you just kind of have to deal with being tired knowing, kind of knowing that you're eventually not going to be tired and then you'll come back to being tired for bed? That's what happened. Except it happened while recording the show. So I got on tired but thought, hey, I'm recording a podcast. There's no way I can get more tired while talking. Um, Turns out that's not true. So as the podcast was continuing, I progressively got worse and worse. And I I was still going to release it because I chalked it up to, you know, what Jay and I used to talk about. It's a thing. It's just a thing. Whatever. It's just a tired episode. You know, sometimes I use that, guys, um, to justify getting away with being lazy. Sometimes it works, but I didn't feel right about it last night. So anyway, I got progressively more tired. It was a short episode, and I was bummed out, and I just signed off. And then I took a shower, got cleaned up, groomed myself, and woke back up. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling guilty. I'm not proud of the sleepy podcast that I just recorded, and I owe my audience, my viewership, more than that. Now, is my best really that great? I don't think so. (laughs) But you deserve it either way. You deserve my best, whether it's great or not. So I sat back down 
and recorded a much better, much more fulfilling, energized, fun episode. And then I looked down at my screen and realized that I didn't have the mic on. So I recorded two of these that ultimately I'm not releasing. And it was really sad and upsetting. So I just shut off my lights and went to bed. I was done. So anyway, this is why the podcast is late. It's because originally I was lazy and then incompetent. So now I need a third take to do this simple podcast. Is this episode still going to be short? Yeah. It is. I'm going to react to The Last of Us. We'll talk about the Oscar nominations a day late. I've had more time to ruminate on my thoughts, though, I guess, even though I guarantee you they haven't changed since last night. So that's the story of of that. I am doing really well outside of that. You know, we got some great TV going on. I'll tell you what, though. I noticed, and you might have noticed it too, if you follow me on Letterboxd, if you don't, follow me at letterboxd.com slash rewatchryan. But if you follow me on Letterboxd, you might have noticed, I have only watched one film in the year of 2023. Isn't that crazy? We are 25 days into January, and I've seen one total movie, period. And I'm not talking about a 2023 film. I'm talking about a movie that exists. What was that movie? Ford v. Ferrari. Why? Because that movie rips. But that's it. I think I watched that on New Year's even. So I watched that right out the gate. But for weeks, I haven't watched anything other than a lot of YouTube, caught up on Yellowstone a little bit. I've watched more sports in the last month than I've watched in like three years, probably. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just not really... Hungry for movies right now. It'll it'll come back though. I you know I soured because all the indies that I feel like I'm supposed to cram in before award season. I I kind of just brushed them under the rug. I'll get to them eventually. But um, like the After Sun and um, All Quiet on the Western Front. There's a lot of those movies I still need to get in at some point, but I just haven't yet. Haven't had the energy or desire to. Um, I don't really have a TV setup in my apartment. This is my screen in my apartment right now it's what i watch tv on at night and usually i'm just watching like john campia or robert meyer burnett or like kill tony episodes just random stuff on youtube but other than that nothing really and and i don't what's what's weird is that i'm excited about movies i'm hearing a lot of great things about that movie skin of rink i still haven't seen megan i need to see that i think the first theatrical experience i'm gonna have in 2023 is Knock at the Cabin, but I'm not even sure when that comes out. Is that now or February? Uh, According to this, it is February 3rd. So yeah, we still got a ways to go. What is that, two weeks from now? No, it's it's next week. Okay, yeah. So I might go another week, but it's all good. I, I think I don't feel the need to go see these movies in theaters, though. So I'll probably check out Megan and Skinnamarink and there's something else too that I'm missing. I can't remember what it is. 80 for Brady? No. Uh, (laughs) Regardless, I feel fine watching them at home, but I I am excited for them. I just haven't felt the need to go to the theaters. And I haven't even seen Avatar for the second time. I definitely want to see that. So maybe I'll get somebody to go with me. But anyway, 
Ford v. Ferrari is the only movie Ryan Selling has watched in 2023 so far. I am slacking big time. But, you know, as far as my setup and everything goes, you know, like I said, I don't have a TV or like a sound. I don't have my my entertainment center yet. My PS5 is right beside me, but I haven't even really played that on this setup. So I, I need to dedicate time and a space to uh, to watch films, and I just don't have it yet. But it's coming along. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I think I posted it on Instagram, what the new podcast studio is looking like. Right now, there's not a whole lot. I've got a curtain and a curtain rod that I need to hang up. But other than that, it's just a big old shag rug. Now, did I think that was going to pad the sound in it? For sure. Did it make a difference? Not really. So, but I've got two more recliners in there. So I've got a rug. I've got recliners. I've got some soundproofing coming in that I'm praying to God works. I've got a curtain that'll help too. I'm going to get a new desk, which costs some money, but I'm going to make a new desk and uh, hopefully get that thing up by spring. And I'm really excited about it. It's going to be legit. I'm going to have my setup similar to this at my desk. And then to the side, I'm going to have a podcast studio with the two seats. It'll look similar to like what you might see on like the fighter and the kid or uh, this past weekend, the Theo Vaughn podcast. Oh, those like two chair podcasts. Um, it's going to be cool. So I'll technically have two setups. It'll be like, it'll be a legit studio. So I'm excited about that, but I just need more time to figure all that out. Everything else is going well though. So yeah. Um, this episode is going to be short, so I'm kind of done talking, doing housekeeping. Let's talk about the last of us for a second. So two episodes are out at the time of this recording. I am loving this show, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I waited another week because I've been tricked before by these by these populist TV shows. You know, I love the first episode of She-Hulk. I love the first episode of Obi-Wan, and uh, those fell off big time. So it, it's good that I waited another week to really get a sense of what the... Now, when I finished The Last of Us Episode 1, did I think... It was going to be another She-Hulk? Absolutely not. I feel like I I got the genius of it right out the gate. But just to be sure, I um, I felt good about watching the second episode before I talked about it. And the second episode was incredible as well. So we have two excellent episodes right now. And I'm loving the show. So my experience with the game, however, it's 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 unique in that I don't really know what happens in the story. I've I've played the game. I own the game. I haven't. I don't think I've played farther than where the episode ended, episode two. So I'm not far at all. I think I remember the first interaction with the clickers and the museum or whatever that first level is. But my experience with The Last of Us, I didn't have a PlayStation for a long time, for probably a decade. I didn't have a PS3 and I didn't have a PS4 until very late. So there was a long time where I wasn't playing PlayStation. But what I remember, and I believe The Last of Us came out on the PS3. What I remember is a friend of mine packed up his PS3 and brought it over to the house I was living in so that we could watch him play. And I, I thought that was kind of unique because usually when you get a game, you're excited about, a, especially a solo campaign game, you buy it and then you just zone out and ghost everybody and you play the game and have an experience with it. But he wanted to share it. And so he brought it, he packed up his PlayStation just to show us this game. He didn't let us play, 
but we watched it. This was pre-Twitch. <laughs> so I remember a lot of my firsts with the game, if you will. So I remember playing the game and the moments that we saw on the TV show so far. I remember all that. It jogged my memory. Um, but yeah, when I eventually got a PlayStation and eventually got the game, it, it was, I don't know, a year or so ago. So it was recently. Um probably around the time that the show was announced to begin with. So when they announced Craig Mazin, I knew that I knew that we were in. And immediately the fan casting took over everybody's imagination. Pedro Pascal is obviously awesome in the role. And Bella Ramsey, I think, is really great. I didn't know how to cast Ellie in my head. I didn't know enough about the character. And I really just couldn't think of anybody, honestly. But Bella, Bella Ramsey's an inspired choice, and she's crushing it, I think. Uh, for Joel, however, my fan casting was another Game of Thrones alum, even though it's hard, again, hard to complain about Pedro Pascal. Uh, Nikolai Coster Waldau. There was a movie, I don't remember what movie it was. Maybe it was, um, was it Shot Caller? There's some movie where he has a big bushy beard and longer hair, and I just thought it would have been an incredible Joel. Uh, but either way, Pedro Pascal is also awesome. Uh, yeah, when Craig Mazin was announced as showrunner, I, I feel like I knew right then and there, just like a lot of people, that we had a hit on our hands. And the show has done nothing but deliver, and if anything, exceed expectations, I think. So I'm loving the cold opens. I, I love the groundwork that it's laying. From what I've been told, it is adding and contributing to the mythology, which is really great to hear. Uh, I like that, and I'm impressed by that. So good for them. I can't tell those things or differentiate, but what I what I see is just a really great story. So I am enticed by the cold opens. I think there's a lot of intensity to them, and there's a lot of weight going on and a lot of weight going on. There's a lot of weight to be felt, I guess. And um, I think the acting is incredible. The The visual effects for me, I think they are so seamless. They look so good. Um, the, the exteriors in Boston, the clickers look incredible. Like just so awesome. The practicality of them, I love it. They feel tangible and real, and I'm just so impressed by all the visuals in the in the show. But um, I'm loving it so far. I don't have much else to say. Again, I don't know anything that's happening. Um, I'm I'm just glad that I have this kind of show because I really do love these shows, but I reject The Walking Dead openly. Um, I despise that show really. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm excited about this, and the viewership is incredible. I mean, it gets better every week. Um, the viewership went up, what, 20% or something from week one to week two, and uh, that's incredible. So HBO, HBO doesn't miss. Maybe they do, but it's awesome. Easily, easily the best video game adaptation of anything ever, hands down. Um, I'm not going to lie. So I did work... Uh, 11 hours, like I said, I came straight into here. So I'm getting tired, but I'm not going to let myself fall into what I fell into yesterday. I'm going to take a break, gather myself and get a drink. And then after uh, the ads, I will talk about the Oscars and I will head out. I love you so much. I will be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I've got some food in my belly. I had some chicken and rice and broccoli that I've meal prepped. I've still got four more to go. I don't know how I'm going to eat all this chicken. But anyway, that woke me up. I also have been chewing gum. I'm going to try to keep my sloshing to a minimum. I don't want to slosh while I'm on the podcast, but I do have gum. It'll keep me awake. I'm feeling energized, though. I'm feeling better. So let's go on and talk about the Oscar nominations. Um, I don't have any brilliant revelations other than I am in Team Woman King, and I'm kind of bummed out that it got completely shut out from everything. Not a single nomination for the Woman King. I think there's... I don't know. There's some movies that got it nominated in in place of The Woman King, and I'm not really for it. Uh, But let's look through it together, shall we? So let me switch over. All right, here we go. Um, These are the nominees, and you probably already know them by memory now because they've been out for a while and I'm late to this game. But let me see if I can pull them up, make sure they're all in the same frame. They are. Perfect. So let's talk about the actors in a leading role, leading actors, shall we? Oh, you know what else I want to do? I need to pull up my letterboxed. I hope I don't have anything. No, I don't. Okay, let me pull up my letterbox just so I can make sure that I am looking at all of my movies. Are they on the screen? Okay. So, um, leading actor. We have Austin Butler for Elvis. We have Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Sheeran. We have Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. All right, I hope I can do in each category who I think will win versus who I want to win. My knowledge might not allow me to do that. And plus, these things are just impossible, right? Like, I go into these not taking them seriously. They're, they're, people act like they fucking know. They don't know. They don't. So that's all we're doing here is having fun. No big deal. Who do I think will win? I think it's Brendan Fraser's. I really do. The amount of momentum that he's had ever since the Golden Globes, um, even though he didn't win the Golden Globe, right? Um, there's just been a lot of love for Brendan Fraser. A lot of love. People have been enjoying seeing him win. I think everybody else in Hollywood has enjoying enjoyed seeing him win. I have still not seen The Whale at this point in time, so I cannot speak to the actual performance other than I hear it's dynamite. I, if anything, I hear that the movie's maybe not as good as some people are saying. Some people really like it. Some people say it's not as good as others make it out to be. So it's one of those. But as far as his performance, there, there's such a great narrative behind it. I mean, none of these other actors as far as I could tell, have a great narrative. I mean, the narrative around Austin Butler is that he's a huge up-and-comer, like, for sure. He was in my breakout stars list on Instagram. But the movie's not up to snuff, and 
the only narrative is really that we're all just still wondering why his voice is like that. Um, I think Brendan Fraser is... I think he's a lock, actually. Who do I want to win? Colin Farrell and Banshees. I can't speak to Paul Mescal and After Sun, but congrats to him for getting nominated. Bill Nighy, I haven't seen Living. Honestly, I don't know if I've even heard of it. Um, if I did, it's because I saw it nominated at another award show, and I really don't know what it is. So, um, I'm going to say Brendan Fraser's a lock, but I want Colin Farrell. Actor in a supporting role, Brendan Gleeson and Banshees. Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway, I have not seen it. Judd Hirsch and The Fablemans. Barry Kugan and the Banshees of Inishirin and Kehi Kwan and everything everywhere all at once. Uh, let's just get out of this. Let's let's get this out of the way here. Judd Hirsch doesn't deserve to be nominated. What are we doing? He was in one scene. Was he good? Absolutely. But how many actors did he beat out for his one scene? I mean, come on. What are we doing? And the other, like, right now, I, I haven't seen Brian Tyree Henry's performance. I really haven't, so I can't speak to it. But, I mean, how many other actors could we have gotten in here? Um, I mean, hell. Well, I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of, <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot of supporting fair. Would Daniel Kaluuya, would he be, um, well, I don't know. He might be a lead. Anyway. Maybe there isn't a lot to go around here. But either way, for one scene, I'm not really about that. Supporting actor, of course. Was he a supporting actor? For sure. But it was one scene. Give me a break. No way he wins. No way. Um, same thing for Brendan Fraser. I think uh, I can't pronounce his name. Or I can, I just can't remember how to pronounce his name. Uh, Kehi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think he's a lock. So the narrative around him, very similar to Brendan Fraser... People are loving that he's winning, and people are loving the movie in general. It's probably the favorite to win Best Picture, not to jump ahead, but I think everything is focused on him winning actor in a supporting role. And who do I want to win? Kehi Kwan as well. It's the same pick for both. I think he's a lock. Uh, I think the two Banshees actors will cancel each other out. Um, so, yeah. Actress in a leading role. I wasn't a big fan of Tar. I, I mean, it's I, I wasn't a big fan. I'm going to go with Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. It, it's going to come down to her and Kate Blanchett. I want Michelle Yeoh to win, but I think Kate Blanchett might stand in her way. Ana de Armas, I haven't seen the film Blonde. I hear that she put her heart and soul into this role, but I think there's still a disconnect, especially with like her accent. But... Andrea Riseborough, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea who that is, and I have no idea what To Leslie is. So out of protest, I'm going to not care about that. Um, <laughs> so Michelle Yeoh is my favorite, but I think she could get beat out for Kate Blanchett. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room. Do I love Marvel movies? Of course I do. Do I enjoy the Black Panther movies? Definitely. Does Angela Bassett getting nominated excite me? Yes. Does she deserve to win? No. So the fact that she's been winning, I'm happy. 
for her and for the film, but I just don't think that role in that movie is is worthy of it. Um, it she's worthy because she's a great actress, but I don't think this is the role that stands out. I really don't. Is it her biggest populist role? Yeah, probably. Um, I think who should get it is Stephanie Shu. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis is in here for the same movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis is probably taking up the spotlight because she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Smaller role. Stephanie Hsu was a breakout star. I think Stephanie Hsu should win this. I really, really do. Now, will Angela Bassett win and probably beat her out? Yeah. Does Stephanie Hsu actually stand a chance against Jamie Lee Curtis? Probably not. But I think Stephanie Hsu is most deserving. I mean, she played the villain or the antagonist in the arguably greatest movie of the year, Breakout Star. I just think she deserves it more. Animated feature, I can't speak to any of this. I only saw Turning Red. I liked it. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is a movie I guarantee I will never see or lay eyes on for the rest of my life. Guarantee it. Uh, Cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front. Haven't seen it, but based on what I've seen, it's very similar to other war films. Uh, A lot of continuous shots, a lot of desaturation. I'm into all of that stuff, but from what I can tell from the trailers, and again, it's a small sample size, I get it, doesn't stand out. Well, it looks good, it just doesn't scream that it's, you know, one of a kind, beautiful. Uh, Bardo, have no idea what that is. Elvis, very energetic. Uh, Tar and Empire of Light, I really don't. I'm going to choose All Quiet on the Western Front. Because it's a style that I respond to. But uh, I don't really know a whole lot about these movies. And uh, I don't think Tar should get it. In fact, Avatar got snubbed 100%. The Batman got snubbed 100%. And Top Gun Maverick got snubbed 100%. So what are we doing with all these others? Costume design. Shout out Ruth Carter. Directing. Mark McDonough for The Banshees of Venice Sheeran. The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar. Triangle of Sadness for Ruben Oslin. I am going to go with The Daniels. So, usually, when I compare Best Picture and Best Director, I give Best Picture a more overall overwhelming vote, but Best Director is something that's a little bit more technical. In this particular case, I think it happens to be both. Now, if something was to beat the Daniels, or if someone, I should say, was to beat the Daniels, I think it's going to be Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Venice Sharon. I'm not going to lie. I think they both could beat out Spielberg. I really do. I have not seen Triangle of Sadness, so I cannot speak to that. But I think think the Daniels are going to take it. People are too excited about all that. Um, editing, I don't really have a international feature film. RRR should have gotten nominated. I mean, come on. It's just so obviously deserving. I mean, give me a break. No other international feature transcended the way that RRR did. Makeup and hairstyling. Um, I don't have. Uh, music, I haven't heard. I love the music in Banshees of Venice Sheeran. I really do. That's probably the one that sticks out to me the most. 
um, music. I think, I don't know, not to, I think Natu Natu or Hold My Hand. I don't recognize this is a life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Lift Me Up, the Rihanna song, it's a mood. I like it. I just don't think it's like an incredible song. All right, the big the big daddy here. How incredible is it that Top Gun Maverick got nominated? Whoops. It's incredible. I didn't know it would happen, but it did. All Quiet on the Western Front doesn't stand a chance. Avatar The Way of Water doesn't stand a chance. Banshees of Minasheeran could possibly be the best picture. Elvis doesn't stand a chance. Everything, everywhere, all at once, I think is going to win. The Fablemans doesn't stand a chance. Tar, no. Top Gun Maverick, I love you. It's my favorite movie of the year. It does not deserve best picture. Triangle of Sadness and Woman Talking, Women Talking, I have not seen either of those films. I think it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Hands down. And I'd be happy if it won. Production design, it's got... I don't know. Is it Avatar? Yeah, they had to produce the entire movie physically to turn it digitally. So they produced the movie twice. <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know. J.J. Abrams, didn't he have a short film or somewhere? I could have sworn I saw that J.J. Abrams had something going on that was unsuspecting. Sound, it's got to be Top Gun Maverick. Sound, it's got to be Top Gun Maverick. It's incredible. Visual effects... I don't ever really know where they lean on this. I don't know if they vote or they choose to um, not nominate, but they pick somebody because of the sheer amount of visual effects or the quality or the seamlessness of the visual effects. Because when we're talking seamlessness, you're going to give it to Top Gun Maverick or the Batman. Or maybe quite on the Western Front. I haven't seen it, but... But if you're talking about the sheer amount and then what you're able to do with that, it'd be something like Avatar. So I don't really know. Black Panther uh, does not deserve it. Uh, writing, I think I think Glass Onion wins writing adapted screenplay. Um, Top Gun Maverick does not deserve that. Um, original screenplay, you got to go Banshees, right? You got to go Banshees. And that is my rundown. Um... That's how I feel about that. I'm sure as it gets closer and we have more awards going on, I will do some sort of a preview and make all those decisions over again. That'll be fun. But yeah, until then, uh, I'm just going to be watching The Last of Us and uh, maybe checking out... What was that movie? I already forgot what it was. You know another movie I want to see, but I'm fine waiting for it to come on at home is uh, Plane. I really want to see Plane. So, yeah, I'm just going to be chilling until next week when I watch Knock at the Cabin. I'll probably do some content for that, too. Maybe I'll revisit some Shyamalan in the meantime. Definitely not Glass. Movie's terrible. Maybe I'll finally watch uh, some of the movies I've been missing, like, uh, let's see, Lady in the Water I haven't seen. The Visit I haven't seen. I haven't seen Old. So maybe I need to do some never-before-seen episodes, and uh, maybe I'll do a complete ranking of Shyamalan. But anyway, guys, that's it for me. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at RewatchRyan. Letterboxed, at RewatchRyan. Right up here in the corner, you can see a QR code. You can get a 30-day free trial of Audible. 
on me. You can also go to moviepalette.com. Pick out a movie palette. If you don't know what they are, they're really cool. It's a canvas of um, it's it's a movie on a canvas, but it's but it's more tasteful. It's more decorative. It takes each frame in a movie, elongates it, stretches it out, almost looks like a barcode, and it goes frame by frame from beginning to end. It's a nice wall piece. Mine is downstairs. I'm going to put it up in the new podcast room eventually, uh, but you can get 15% off. So if you go to moviepalette.com and you like what you see, I can get you 15% off at checkout. Just use the promo code REWATCH15. REWATCH15. Get 15% off of Movie Palette on me. It's a great way, excellent way, actually. The best way to support the show. Um, I think I'm, I'm waiting for them to pay me. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to promote them anymore until I get paid because they still haven't paid. They're a month behind. Um, <laughs> but I'll go on and throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, that's been really good to me. So I appreciate it. I'll see you on the next one.